You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always, my co-host, David Drogmeyer. And today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Before we get started, we are two writers who got our start covering the Chargers over the last five seasons doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live. I write for the LA Football Network. And then this is our fourth season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? Welcome into the show today. A special thank you to those who are checking out the show for the first time. We really appreciate it. Another shout out to all of our loyal fans checking back in with us again. You picked a good one because today we are doing our initial 53-man roster prediction. I know there's been a lot of early roster predictions out there over the last couple of months, but we're going to go out on a limb here and kind of try to predict even before the last preseason game this weekend Who is going to make this final 53-man roster because now the Chargers are down to 80 players and next week they'll have to get down to 53. So to start the show today, we're going to start with some quarterbacks. We're going to do wide receivers, tight ends, and running backs. A lot to get into. A couple of surprise cuts, right, for each of us. I'm excited to get into those. In the middle segment today, we're going to be talking about offensive line, defensive line, edge rushers, and linebackers. And then to wrap up the show today, we'll get into the cornerbacks the safeties, and the specialists. Or if you're asking Brandon Staley, the defensive backs and the specialists because there's a kicker competition. And before we see this last game, me and David are going to have to try to predict who that kicker is going to be for the Chargers when they open things up week one against the Washington football team. But let's go ahead and get into it. David, it's time to do our first roster prediction. We were kind of thinking about when we were going to do this. Tomorrow is going to be a preview, right, of the last preseason game. For the Chargers, which has, you know, a lot of guys in a position with a lot to prove going into this final game. And there's certain guys who could potentially, right, maybe not likely, but win a job in the last preseason game. This is very, very important for some of these guys. So I want to get into our roster predictions. And we're going to start with maybe a heated topic right off the bat because we have to start with quarterbacks. And most years, this is not a big or very long conversation. This year, we have a quarterback controversy a quarterback showdown that's happening right now for the Chargers, potentially if they only keep two quarterbacks, Chase Daniel versus Easton Six. So, David, it's hard to get down to 53 men. Cuts have to be made from somewhere. How many quarterbacks do you have on this roster? Who are they on your first roster prediction? Yeah, so right now I have two quarterbacks making the 53-man roster. And, of course, the first is Justin Herbert. No No surprise there, obviously. The reigning offensive rookie of the year is clearly going to make this team, no question. But the backup, that is the question. For me, the backup quarterback is Chase Daniel. I know, I know. But the reason why is because Chase Daniel is just so well-versed in this New Orleans-style offense. He's going to be a really good sounding board. And I just feel like the experience and the comfort level with him, I just feel like if in a pinch, if something were to ever happen to Justin, that he can go in there and at least manage the game. We've seen some flashes out of Easton Stick, but I'm just not all the way sold. So unfortunately for Easton Stick, it's got to be Chase Daniel for me. Yeah, and to be honest, I had the same thing. I had two quarterbacks. I have Justin Herbert and Chase Daniel. And I think 
One of the major reasons is it's not a knock on Easton Stick. Easton Stick, I don't know how much more he could have done. I mean, so far he's been so good. Maybe in this last preseason game he does enough to solidify himself or does enough to at least make us think the Chargers are going to keep Chase Daniel. But the Chargers brought in Chase Daniel for a reason. They're paying Chase Daniel for a reason, and that's to help Justin Herbert with this new offense. That's to be a capable veteran that's going to come in and not lose you games. The more exciting option is the guy who is a fifth-round pick who can run around, pick you up a first down with his legs, make plays but be pretty inconsistent probably. That's the other option. I do think the Chargers will go with the safe option, though, and go with Chase Daniel and Easton Stick. So, David, let's get to the fullbacks and the running backs. I do think there's a conversation here, and I know our lists are different here at running back. So, who are the running backs and fullbacks you have making this roster when the final cuts come? You're right. Our lists are different, and this might shock some people, but maybe not. If you've been listening to me talk on this show for the last couple of weeks, you'll probably know what direction I'm going in. So when we're looking at the running backs, for me, I have them retaining four, including the fullback. That's Austin Eckler, Joshua Kelly, Larry Roundtree, and Gabe Neighbors. I do not have Justin Jackson on my 53-man roster. He's just been too injured too much. He's injured now. I don't think that there's a likelihood that he's going to play in this fourth preseason game or in this third preseason game. If he does, then that might change things for me. But as it stands right now, I do not have JJ making my roster. Well, and this is tough too because it's not like Joshua Kelly has run away with it, right? And the other notable miss, if you had to put one, would I guess be Darius Bradwell, right? Doesn't make it on your list, but you have four. I have five, and I just think it's because the Chargers aren't going to cut them. And I have them keeping all four of those top running backs, including Justin Jackson. I don't really have a great argument for Justin Jackson making the team. I mean, he has been oft injured since he's gotten the NFL. I just know what his role was before he ended up getting injured, and he was the clear second string running back, right? I don't know if they're going to take his job away because of injury, but I do know that if they decided to, I would understand it because it's not just a this season thing. This was like, okay, this is the last straw kind of thing. This wasn't, you haven't done enough in your career. This is this is the year you have to prove you can stay healthy because it's you might show not me. be. Yeah, it's exactly. show me time. Yeah, we know the ability is there. He's looked really good in camp. Josh Kelly, on the other hand, hasn't. I don't think they're going to end up cutting Josh Kelly, though. I think they're going to have five running backs and fullbacks on this roster, including Gabe Neighbors. I just don't know if they're going to be able to cut one of these guys. But there's still one week left, and that's the whole thing. We're going to be doing this again the Tuesday show next week. We'll drop our final roster predictions after the final preseason game and all that. Right now, I don't know who they're cutting. I have them keeping five running backs and fullbacks. Either way, let's keep moving because that means I'm going to have to obviously cut that off from a different area. So, David, with the tight ends, I don't know how much of a discussion this one is. Both of us have them keeping four tight ends, including Jared Cook, Donald Parham, Trey McKitty and Steven Anderson. If there was a guy, obviously it'd be Steven Anderson, but he does play a ton of special teams. He played well towards the end of last season. And just with the formations they're running, I do think they have a potential to keep four tight ends. I know the Rams kept four tight ends last year for whatever that means, you know, because Brandon Saylor was just the defensive coordinator at that time. But with all of the different packages and things, it wouldn't surprise me if they did keep four. Each of us has them keeping all four of the tight ends. And I guess, you know, Matt Sokol doesn't end up making the cut, which sucks for him. But those four guys, I think, are obviously the top four at that position for there the team. There are 16 spots available on the practice squad this year, Daniel. So Matt Sokol might find himself on the practice squad. 
Yeah, and I think that, you know, Darius Brownwell is another practice squad candidate, too. No question. Because I do think he would be a fitting backup to either Josh Kelly or Larry Roundtree. Matt Sokol, I think, is definitely a guy who ends up probably on the practice squad. Maybe him or Matt Sieber, who they had, like, just brought back and then probably going to cut again, all of those things. Either way, <laughs> the more interesting thing is the wide receiver position because this was a battle we talked about a ton. We knew it was a super loaded class. We knew somebody was going to get cut that we might not have thought was going to get cut, right? Because somebody had to. A name guy had to end up getting cut at that position. How did your wide receiver room shake out when you ended up with your 53-man roster? Yeah, this was a position group that I struggled with a little bit with because sure. I just didn't know how much they were, how many wide receivers they were going to keep. And for me, I mean, I just looked at the composition of this roster, looked how people were performing so far in training camp and in the preseason, and I really could only feel comfortable with them keeping five wide receivers. Five? Five, yes. It's Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, T. Billy Tyron Johnson, Josh Palmer, and Jalen Guyton. Those are my five wide receivers that I have making this roster. K.J. Hill, they tried him on offense. He wasn't that productive. They gave him a shot on special teams as a kick returner, punt returner. He doesn't have the wiggle and the explosiveness. Joe Reed's been hurt and also hasn't been productive, hasn't been on the football field. So, unfortunately, both of those guys, former draft picks from last year's class, are going to get cut. That's wild. I mean, how many offensive linemen and defenders do you have on your team? That's what You'll I need. Find to, out. I guess I will find out. I mean, I had six, and I thought six was like you know, as, could there be seven? Maybe, but probably not. Given who's at the end of it, my six receivers were easily you know Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Josh Palmer. Obviously, Jalen Guyton has looked good during training camp. Take that can't take that away from him. Tyron Johnson's status on this team has been a little in flux, playing late in the fourth quarter of the last preseason game. Either way, nobody's gone and taken that spot away from him, right? I don't think he has anything to fear. I don't think this team is going to cut K.J. Hill. It just seems like they're giving him all the opportunities right now as a returner, a little bit as a receiver. It doesn't seem like they're ready to cut him. I guess we can kind of get a better read on that going into this last and final preseason game. But for me, I have six wide receivers, and I have K.J. Hill making the cut. But, you know, if it's Jason Moore... I'd be okay with that. Like, I've seen flash from him, but obviously he didn't play last week, got hurt. Either way, I mean, Michael Bandy, John Hurst, I don't think either of those guys are making it. So, I have six wide receivers, but I know that I'm very, very curious as to who else David Drogmeyer has on this roster. So, coming up next, we're going to get into the offensive line, the defensive line, the edge rushers, and the linebackers, and who we think on our initial 53-man roster is going to make the team. We're going to get into that coming up right after this. All right, David, well, it's time to hop back into this 53-man roster prediction. And obviously, we have some differences on our initial roster. And, you know, we'll have a chance to kind of curate this and see how we feel after this last preseason game. And we'll have our final roster predictions next Tuesday on the Tuesday show to make sure to subscribe to make sure you guys don't miss it. But it's time to get into the offensive line, the last position on the offense, another big position. Could have split this into, you know, tackles, guards, centers, all of that. We have a 30-minute show. we got to do the best that we can here, David. So we're grouping all the offensive line together here. How many linemen did you end up keeping on the Chargers roster, and who are they? So I have the Chargers keeping nine offensive linemen hmm. on this 53-man roster for me. It's Rayshon Slater, Matt Filer, Corey Lindsley, Odea Bushi, and Brian Bulaga as the starters. And then as the backups, I have them retaining Storm Norton, 
Nate Gilliam, Scott Questenberry, and Brendan Hymas. I have the Chargers cutting Trey Pipkins. It's time for Oof. the Chargers and Trey Pipkins to go their separate ways. I think they tried. They put all their efforts into him, trying to develop him. But unfortunately, this was another top 100 offensive line pick that did not make it for Tom Telesco. Yeah, I mean, we all know where he's at, right? I mean, he's a developing prospect that's in his third year that doesn't seem to have developed very much. And I think that's the most damaging thing, I guess, to him is like watching that last game, you'd be hard-pressed to show me where he's improved. And that's all you want to see, right? If he had gotten marginally better over the first couple of seasons, you could understand, hey, this guy keeps getting better. Maybe it's a longer timetable than we initially thought but he's getting better. He's moving in the right direction. Right now, he's unequivocally moving in the wrong direction. He's getting worse. That performance last week in the preseason was one of the worst I've ever seen from him. So to have that with a new coaching staff and having another coaching staff not be able to put those tools together into a capable offensive lineman, you don't get many more chances. I also have the Chargers releasing Trey Pipkins and moving on from him if not just for the sole reason of bringing in another free agent later on down the road, because there is no clear option. The only spot where mine changes from you, you have Nate Gilliam, Justin Herbert, you know, one of his best friends. I understand that. I ended up going with Ryan Hunter, who's also a guard. I get it either way, right? I have Scott Questenberry, Ryan Hunter, Storm Norton, Brandon Hymas as the reserves in the same starting five that you had. And basically the reasoning here is I only have them with one true backup tackle, but... In a pinch, I'm thinking Matt Filer is really the backup right tackle, right? No question. Storm Norton really in this situation is kind of the third string right tackle, maybe the second string left tackle, but I would kind of love to see what Matt Filer could do there before I ended up seeing Storm Norton out there. Either way, in my scenario, Hymas would come in for Filer at guard, kind of like we talked about yesterday, and then Matt Filer would fill in at tackle. So that kind of eases a little bit the depth that you have at those positions because now you have – a couple of different guys who can play on the interior and a couple of different guys that can play tackle behind the guys that you have right now. Still, I wouldn't mind them adding to that position with the cuts coming up. But third-round pick, Trey Pipkins, the guy that you know was the diamond in the rough at one point, and all of us questioned when he was <laughs> drafted, is now coming to an end for the Chargers, his time, according to us. And so that's going to be interesting to see what they end up doing there. Let's flip it over to the defensive side of things now, David, and look at this defensive line. So this is defensive line. This is not edge rushers. Brandon Staley has told us these are two different positions. So last year it might have been, you know, defensive line includes the defensive ends. Not this time. David, how many defensive linemen do you have the Chargers keeping on your initial roster? So this is a position group that I went back and forth with wide receiver. I mean, I really did on who I was going to keep. I ended up at the last second, keeping six defensive linemen for the Chargers. It's Justin Jones, Christian Covington, Big Linval Joseph, Jerry Tillery, Cortez Broughton, and Forrest Merrill. I think Forrest Merrill has done enough in his couple of weeks uh, in training camp and in the preseason and made a big impact. I love that endless motor I've talked about several times. A guy that can really bring some true push in the middle of that defensive line. I think this is a guy who can really help the Chargers on a rotational basis. That's why I have him making my roster. Yeah, that's very interesting. I mean, I I can't really say much, though, because mine is the same way. I had to find a way to get Forrest Mayer on this roster. And I guess really what this is, though, is 
him instead of Braden Vejoko. And I think Joe Gaziano has looked good at times, right? I thought that all the interior defensive linemen have had a good camp for the most part. So, I yeah, mean, Gaziano, Gaziano and Fejoko here are the ones that end up barely missing out. I do think, part of me thinks that it will be Fejoko instead of Forrest Merrill. But this last preseason game could tell us a lot about that, right? Who's going in first? Who's getting the majority of those snaps in a meaningless game? I think that will end up telling us a lot. So, I understand that and I agree with it. We have the same six guys there on the defensive line. And that is something that we're hoping can turn into a strength for the Chargers for the first time in a long time. So let's move to the edge rushers here, David, because this is a loaded segment here on this side of the ball. Who do you have as your edge rushers making this roster? So I got five edge rushers for the Chargers making this roster. It's Joey Bosa, of course, at the top, the Big Bear, with Uchenin Wosu, Kyler Fackrell, the rookie Chris Rumpf, and I also have Emeka Igbule making this roster, mostly because of his contributions on special teams. He's, I don't see him getting on the field on defense very much, but I see him as a big special teams contributor. That's why I have him making my 53-man roster with the rest of this edge group. I'm wondering where the difference in our roster numbers is going to come from at this point, because I also have five edge rushers making my roster I did swap two, though, on mine. I took a chance on Jesse Lemonier, who was not a guy who I thought I would take a chance on. But I guess in this scenario, it's what you're giving defensively and what you're giving on special teams. Because obviously, if Emeke is going to make the team, it's going to be because he is a big-time special teams player. For Jesse Lemonier, he's going to be trying to get after the quarterback for the most part, and that's more of what he's going to be judged off of. I did like his pressure in the last game, got a sack also in the last game. I think they're going to end up keeping five edge rushers. That's what the Rams did last year when Brandon Staley was the defensive coordinator. I went with Lemonier instead of Egboule. That's another position, though, that even though there's not maybe a lot that are going to be up for grabs in the last weekend, that is one that I wouldn't totally surprise me if that is still kind of, you know, if the jury is still out on who they're going to keep there. But I definitely think we're going to be different on this next grouping because this is linebackers. We know the guys, David, Kazir White. Kenneth Murray, Drew Tranquil. How many linebackers did you end up keeping outside of those guys? You know, what was your total there, and who did you end up with? Yeah, so obviously I have those same couple of guys, but I have them keeping five linebackers. Kenneth Murray, Drew Tranquil, Nick Neiman, Kaiser White, and Cole Christensen. Okay. And it's mainly because of uh, our boy Bong being hurt with the AC joint sprain, unfortunately. I don't think he's going to be able to make the roster just because he's not going to be healthy. So he might be a candidate for the pup list uh, if they really want to keep him. But that means that opens up another spot for an opportunity for somebody else. And for me, that's Cole Christensen because we know he's a guy who's going to be heavily involved on special teams. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, this is definitely where we, you know, are different. This is making the numbers add up a little bit more because I only have four. On this, and mainly it is because of Bong and him not being able to be out there. And we don't know, you know, what his status is going to be going into this next game. So, without knowing that, even though I do think he could be especially a good special teams player, I have them keeping four. And all of these, you know, are pretty liquid and could change really at any time. But I have them with those main three guys and then Nick Neiman. And with Nick Neiman, this has been solidified by his last two performances because this is a guy who wasn't talked about a lot early on in training camp. We were kind of, you know, forgetting about him a little bit with Rashawn Slater, you know, shining with Asante Samuel Jr. and Josh Palmer looking like they fit in at this level right away and the rest of those guys. 
Nick Neiman has been super impressive through the first two preseason games. He's definitely making this team, and he's one of the four guys I have the Chargers keeping at that position. Could they keep more, especially for a special team-specific guy? Absolutely. I don't know who it's going to be, so I had them keeping four, and that makes sense. And, you know, I kind of made some adjustments on offense to kind of take up that other spot. But let's get into the last couple positions here, David, looking at the defensive backs, corners, and safeties, and looking at who's going to win this kicking battle coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast is betonline.ag. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are getting back on the gridiron for the start of football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this year. Get all of the updated odds, props, and contests, including the online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest 200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at BetOnline. Be sure to take advantage also of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th, Season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 only for new customers when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the only place that we trust. I love betting on MMA, UFC, boxing, and all of that as well on BetOnline. But football is back, and that's the funnest thing to bet on. And right now, if you guys use the promo code LOCKEDON, you can get a 100% welcome bonus when you head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. That's a 100% welcome bonus at BetOnline when you use the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, one word, at your online sportsbook experts. All right, David, well, this has already been a very interesting exercise, and me and you didn't really go over any of these lists before we got started, so I had to trust in you that you could count up to 53. So oh, far, thanks. <laughs> so far, I think our trajectory is heading to the right point because once you get all of these different positions, there's just something about it where it's really hard to add up. You have to make sure you count it like five times. I definitely make sure, counted it five or six times. Yeah, you have least. to. You have to. And like, you have to make sure you don't forget anyone. Like, I almost forgot to put Joey Bosa on the roster. No, I'm just kidding. I did it, <laughs> but you have to make sure because it would be a damn shame if Joey Bosa, you know, was to get cut because of a corporate overlap they didn't see coming. So See how quickly we'd get a tweet from one of our <laughs> listeners saying, where the hell is the big bear? I think we'd probably just get canceled right away. So, oh, yeah. Good thing I don't think we've done that so far. And if we do, be nice to us. Be gentle. You know, we're just humans. No, I think we're good there. But we do have a couple more positions I do want to get to and some interesting spots up for grabs. So let's start with the secondary and let's start with the safety position because I think that is – one that maybe isn't, you know, going to set off any alarm bells or have anyone get super mad about who we ended up deciding to keep. Who did you end up keeping for your safeties? So it's going to be Alohi Gilman, Mark Webb, Nazir Adderley, and Ben DeLuca. Just kidding. It's going to be Derwin James, obviously. It's going to be four safeties that the Chargers are going to keep. Again, that's Derwin James, Nazir Adderley, Mark Webb, and Alohi Gilman. Yeah, and the funny thing is, is like we knew that there was not a lot of depth at that position, and we were just like, can a Ben DeLuca come in and make a name? And I don't think Ben DeLuca's played bad. I just don't know if he's stood out enough, right, to make a roster as an undrafted free agent. When well, especially guys, with Chris Harris Jr. potentially playing some safety, too. That kind of went into my thought process as well. Yeah, and I guess the other guy here that would potentially miss the cut would be, you know, someone like Dante Vaughn, who has kind of transitioned to being a safety so far, but not a lot there, right? And Ben DeLuca was a guy we were like, okay, 
especially when we didn't know as much about Mark Webb at that point. You know, maybe that is something that could happen. I have the same four safeties, so I get it. And I think the biggest thing here is just how much more faith I have in Alohi Gilman, in Mark Webb at this point, than I did at the start of training camp when I was Kudos like... Kudos to Alohi Gilman, man. Sure. He has definitely showed up, and I guess this, this, this new coaching staff has actually put him on the field, and they seem to trust him. They do seem to trust him. I mean, that's where some of my trust comes from, obviously, is just how much they seem to trust him. And, I mean... The secondary can be moved so much in Brand Staley's defense that you don't really know where these guys are going to be lining up. I'm sure they have kind of flexed thoughts on a lot of these guys, and we'll see how they end up deploying them. But I ended up having four. I think that's a pretty safe bet. Let's move on to the cornerbacks, David, because we all know, you know, Chris Harris Jr., Michael Davis, and obviously the second-round pick, Asante Samuel Jr., all safe bets to make the roster. But this is a position, obviously, you could add special teams players to, they brought in Ryan Smith and all that just for that specific reason. And I think there's kind of a murkiness to this position group as well. So who did you end up having and how many players did you end up having in your cornerback group? Yeah, so with the cornerback group, I'm looking at six players on my 53-man okay. roster. Michael Davis, Chris Harris Jr., Asante Samuel Jr., obviously. And then I go with Brandon Faison because Ronaldo Hill and the coaching staff has really been raving about him and his play so far this training camp. And a couple other guys, like Tavon Campbell is another guy who said he has a big engine who uh, he seems to really uh, taken a liking to. And then my last guy is Ryan Smith. I still think they're going to keep him. I know he's been suffering from that core muscle injury, but I don't think that they're going to cut him. I think they're going to wait for him to get healthy. And when he does, he's going to be ready to go. Yeah, I mean... I think how bad the punt coverage team has also led to Ryan Smith making it. He also made it on my list as well. My list goes like this. Michael Davis, Chris Harris Jr., Asante Samuel Jr., Brandon Faison, Ryan Smith. I have five at my position. I do not have Tavon Campbell making the roster. I think he's definitely a practice squad guy for sure. But I think it's just the biggest thing here is just consistency. He's made big plays. And he's gotten burnt. I mean, last week was a great example of that. Gets an interception right, then gets toasted by Travis Benjamin for a touchdown. A little I, Jekyll and Hyde, yeah. Exactly. So I think that's one of the things where it's like, this guy obviously has some things that are worth keeping around. Can we use a roster spot on him? Maybe, right? And for me, hey, maybe he's traded out on my 53-man roster for a Josh Kelly or a Justin Jackson, right? So maybe it could be taken away somewhere and they do end up wanting to keep him. Maybe it's John Brannon. I think he's probably the biggest guy who doesn't make this list. As a guy who's been showing up, I mean, I think from the beat reporters, we heard that he was actually leading the team in interceptions during training camp, and that's a big way to get your name on the radar. Seeing how much these guys are going to play this weekend, I do think is going to tell us a lot. So I think no matter what, there's going to be some changes between now and the next Tuesday show when you guys get our final roster predictions. Right now, I have five corners making the team, and I do have Ryan Smith. Even though he hasn't been out there, I think we've seen how much his special teams prowess is missed and having an elite gunner would really help this special teams as a whole. So that's why I have it the way I have it. Now it's time to get into the final thing, David, with specialists, the final position groups that we're going to have making this roster. We agree on two of them for sure. We haven't talked about kickers yet. I told David not to tell me before the show because I wanted to be surprised. But we're both in agreement at this point with Cole Mazahurt. 
and his arm in a sling the last time I saw him. Matt Overton is going to be the long snapper, the veteran, just because of health, right? And he is the only other guy that's healthy right now because they just cut Ryan Langan. And then Ty Long is the only punter, so no dramatics there. I mean, he's going to be the punter for the Chargers. The kicker, though, this is a big one, David, because if you're going just based off recency bias, I think it's Michael Badgley. If you're trying to weigh the camp as a whole, I think it's Tristan Viscaino. Who did you end up going with with your final roster spot? Which kicker did you decide on? Yeah, I mean, the other two obvious, uh, but with the kicker, I've enjoyed watching Michael Badgley. I like how much the his teammates really love him and really want to hang out with him. He seems like one of the cool guys. He seems like, like one a of butt the guys. Coming up here. <laughs> but unfortunately, I think Tristan Viscaino has outplayed him throughout the entirety of camp. He's been more accurate if you look up the numbers. He is a stronger leg. He routinely kicks it into the back of the end zone. And so for those reasons, I have Tristan Viscaino as my kicker for the Chargers for this season. I was hoping we would go differently with this, but I have the same thing. And I think a lot of it comes down to just reading the tea leaves, how many times Darius Swinton and Brandon Staley have both brought up specifically how they don't want Ty Long to be their kickoff guy, right? And how they want the kicker to do it. Michael Badgley does seem to have improved his kickoffs, at least in the preseason games. Props to him for that. I 100% think that Michael Badgley still has a chance to be the kicker for this team. I'm not made up on this. I don't think they're made up on this. I'm not either. Yeah, and Michael Badgley made a 50-yarder in the last game, which is great to see in a game environment. And Tristan Biscayno, the last time we saw him have extended kicks, he made 50% of them and missed some easy ones. So this is a very convoluted thing. I don't think you can get excited about it either way. So maybe it's wishful thinking for us to think that it's going to be Tristan Viscaino, but that's also who I filled out on my 53-man roster prediction. Hearing that from Daniel Popper makes sense. Knowing the ties that he has to Darius Witten and the 49ers and even Shaden Day potentially, that makes a lot of sense. And the kickoff part of it, having a guy who can put it in the back of the end zone every time, even when you're penalized and you get pushed back five yards and it still ends up being a touchdown, That's a leg that's going to attract coaches. I mean, accuracy is great, but if you have two guys whose accuracy is both inconsistent, take the dude with the bigger leg. Take the dude with the cannon of a leg. So I think that is going going to be how it ends up shaking out. But roster predictions are tough. I mean, there's going to be some tough cuts that get made. Joe Reed, a fifth round pick from last year, is a guy that David and I didn't have on the roster. Either one of us. I didn't have sixth round pick Emeka Egbule from a couple of years ago making the team. Cortez Broughton gets in because of an you know impressive training camp. Braden Fehoko doesn't on either of our lists. And we gave it to Forrest Merrill. Even though if I'm being honest, I think it might be Fehoko when things are all said and done. Just based on him playing early on in the preseason games and then going out. Another thing that could be decided this weekend. So much fun stuff. I loved doing this right now, even though it's early. I know we still have one game left. I hope you guys enjoyed it. David, thank you for putting yours together. I do think there was some surprises on there. David has Justin Jackson not making this team. Joe Reed not making this team. Easton Stick not making this team. How could you? I mean, that's just absolutely brutal. You'll definitely be wrong about that, but that's going to do it for today's show. The great news is we'll be back here tomorrow telling you about all of the guys that maybe missed the cut on today's show and our predictions, having one more opportunity coming up this weekend in the final preseason game to make their name known and to try to find a way onto this 53-man roster. But until then, guys, make sure to follow us wherever you get your podcast from, whether it's the new Odyssey app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify to make sure you guys don't miss 
our final roster predictions, and our final game preview of the preseason. And also, you can find the show on all of our social media. You can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports. You can find David Drogemeyer on Twitter at DrotalkSD. And you can also find the show's Twitter at LockdownLAC. We also now have an Instagram page, which you guys can go follow at LockdownChargers. And you can always find the show on our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page, too. If you guys enjoy the show and you want to get your voice on the show, you can always call into the Lockdown Chargers voicemail line. Tell us who you guys think is going to make your final 53-man roster or whatever you guys want to talk about. The number is 323-524-7924, and we try to get every Chargers voicemail played on the show. But make sure you guys are back with your, Make sure you guys are back with us tomorrow when we tell you who has the most approved this weekend in the final preseason game. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.